0: Oh, it's so They didn't get it, y'all. They didn't get it. After months and fucking months of negotiating with upper management at K The Classic, they finally gave me my own show. It's me. It's just just gonna be me and you. We chilling. It's just gonna be us. It's going to be the two of us, you know, we're going to be talking and I'm, you know, I'm just going to give you just, a, you know, just a couple of my rants, a couple of things I can't talk about on the podcast because Kev tells me not to say certain shit, you know, and, and, and you know, just, it's just time. But today I'm just, I'm, I'm going to start off, you know, with my first passion, you know, I'm going to let you a little insight on who Jarrell is. Um, I'm a music buff. So, you know, to get to my heart, if you love music you know you got to know you got to know your shit when you know especially nowadays cuz there's just so much content it's just being flooded out there with with SoundCloud and and you know YouTube artists coming up every day actual good albums are rare to come by so anytime you get a good one you really have to value it so if you get a complete album which is not these six song EPs that they started doing recently um, an actual album, kind of like what Kanye does. <laughs> uh, when you get an actual album, gotta appreciate it. So today, I decided I want to give you my ten most influential albums that people may not expect. That are some that maybe some albums that are on here that influence you know my music taste. You know, and it's not going to be all. You know, yay, which it could be if it was, it was. That's just how the cook crumbles crumble sometime. But no, I'm gonna mix it up. I actually have a lot of uh a lot of very good taste in, in you know different kinds of music. So if I had to start with one album that influenced me, I will say it has to be uh back to black by Amy Winehouse. It is it's possibly one of the most like deepest written albums you can hear front to back you know me and mrs jones uh um the rehab song about fighting addiction like there was a lot of things that she put in that album and her death in 2011 that album kind of feels eerie to me now where it's kind of like i don't know it's like she's feels like she's talking to herself for like she knew what was going to happen like she was just going down this path and she didn't want to get off of it. And this is what this album's about. Like if in, so back to black, if you have any time in your day to get, to get into back to, black, you can literally spin it from rehab uh, uh, um, me and Mrs. Jones. Uh, um, Back to black is another track is, it's just incredible. And I wish there was more time for Amy Winehouse on this earth. And I wish there was time that we could have gave her her flowers. Luckily, You know there was tracks with her and Nas, but overall, I just I just really feel like this 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 piece of this gem. This was a moment for us right there, and that album came out in two thousand six. And I just that was that was actually like that was an incredible album. But moving on to the next album, which people may not expect but I was a big R&B head, like really big into R&B. This is going to be the number nine album. No, but this is also, let me preface this. No, no real ranking on this. I'm going to rank them, but I, I love all these albums equally. But number nine, I'm going to go with Carl Thomas' Emotional. It has to be one of the most slept on albums in the history of music. I don't understand how this nigga could put so much fucking pain in one fucking album and leave nothing for the second one. But Carl Thomas did it. I'm talking about, he made the song I Wish I Never Met Her. I just I'm about to cry right now. But that song alone worried doom, 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 doom. That right that right there just makes you fucking cry alone. And then the song Emotionless, Carl Thomas put so much pain in that fucking album. I don't know why Diddy robbed us from another one. Diddy, you owe us another Carl Thomas album. You owe us another Carl Thomas album. We need more. If we can get a a, a TGT group, we need to get Carl Thomas, uh, uh, Dave Hollister, um, Donnell Jones and put them in a group and come back out. That's the group right, right there. All right. So, I'm moving on to album number eight, I'm gonna get to my Kanye album. This is my first Kanye album, and I'm gonna go with Graduation. Graduation always, you know, I always points. It's, it's funny because my relationship with his music, people, you know, people think it's just a stand, but I feel like every time Kanye puts out an album, it's like a, I feel like it's a moment in my time that I'm going through some shit, and that album piece of music has got me through. Whatever, like even right now with Ye, like Ye has been a big help with my battling of depression and and, and 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 learning about getting my relationship right with God. So my relationship with Kanye runs deeper than just I like his music and he makes good beats. Like I kind of understand like a lot of the things that he comes from and things that he says. So when I say graduation was a moment in time where I felt as a person I was like coming into my own. I remember it because, like I said, it was an album that went against 50 Cents Curtis. Um, and it, it, it was just, uh, like I said, it was just one of his best pieces of work. Flash and Lights is a song you could play forever. Like, you'll play Flash and Lights, the instrumental, 20 years from now. My favorite, one of my all-time favorite Kanye West song is I Wonder. And and that sample's on there. And that literally, that album, front to back, incredible incredible it literally it was that was the album where i knew okay this is this kanye is going to be different especially when he had that uh uh can't get wait wait till i get my money right which is an anthem for anybody trying to get their paper so that album alone was just it just kind of just stamped yay for me um so you know that's gonna be what so i didn't that probably i'm gonna be probably my it's, it's 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 number Eight on this list, but it's number one for me as far as Kanye's albums, if that makes sense. So, but then I'm, you'll, you'll see why later on in the list. The next one I'm going to, um, The Songs in the Key of Life by Stevie Wonder. Um, it has a song, Superstitious, on it. Songs in the Key of Life, I didn't even know what I was listening to as a kid. Like, it was kind of like, like more so. I just was just listening bopping along. I didn't really understand the music and what I was, uh, um, you know, the music I was intaking in. And it became one of my all-time favorite albums. As I grew up and my grandfather Chip used to play all the time. And that album is is literally it's a, you could just literally cut that, song, that 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 album on and and play it front to back. And it's one of the most influential albums of music. Because Stevie Wonder is an all-time legend. If you have any time to listen to that, that the um, Stevie Wonder's "Songs in the Key of Life," get the, get that definitely in you. That is one of the most I would say that because nowadays we you don't really have in between music like that. Like you know, I guess the closest you can get is Bruno Mars consistently, where it's like in, where it's like it's not R and B, but it's in between, but good beat and chord and and sound and drum and and all the aesthetics that come along with music and actual making good music. You don't get many of those productions nowadays, rare if any. So if you get like those like albums that's produced like that, it's great. You need to go, go back and listen to it. It's probably, like I said, it's one of the, like I said, it's one of these transcendent albums where I felt like music was going in a different direction, especially for Black people as a whole. And we're coming out of the Motown era during that time, and Stevie just, you know, becoming a bigger artist himself. So That being said, so I I took you from Amy Winehouse, Carl Thomas, yay, Stevie Wonder. That's four right there. So the last six, this one, this next one is somebody who I felt it was taken away from us way too soon. I'm going to have to say is Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle. That album, I felt like it was a story that I I, I didn't know about. Like there was, like I said, just, you know. From being from LA, is like there's parts LA where it's just like there's there's parts you don't know about, and it's just it, and I've always wanted to hear that story and success story of you know the vision that he painted from Blue Laces uh, um, to to uh, double up. It just he gave these bone chilling verses that I feel like they're gonna write in scriptures one day. You know, it's just I feel like the, like this words that were spoken to us from a prophet and 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 it was taken away from, us, from away from us too soon, unfortunately. Um, just the, the song with him and Kendrick is is incredible. I think it's the best song on probably on the album. Uh, you know, you know, it just you got to go back and just I don't I, victory lap and I, and I hate that that was his last that was the last piece of work for we got from him and you know. I just really think that we, we really got to keep spinning that. Keep spinning Victory Lap because I don't understand, think people understand the message that was portrayed in that and the thing that he pulled, you know, what he pulled off because he was selling mixtapes for 200 bucks and everybody would start calling him fucking crazy or, you know, or, or when he sold mailbox money, he was selling them for like, or a thousand, actually $1,000 a copy. He was selling them for $1,000 a copy. I'm correcting. And, and to go from that and to see his his championship and victory lap and him from the pass away after that, it's unfortunate. And uh, I really think that, like I said, that album should should really, you know, have some time where, where we go back and we play it and and, and and sit with it and really appreciate the words and the and the melodies that was being spoken to us. So with the next album, the top five, back to back, it's gonna be back to back Kanye albums. I'm going to go with My Dark twister Fantasy and College Dropout. I don't like ranking these two. It's a big compromise for me, so I can't flip them or vice versa. I personally believe My Dark twister Fantasy is the greatest rap album ever assembled, and there's nothing topping that. I just think that just with bars, lyrics, melody, uh, uh, So Appalled, where I think Ye yay, uh, yay had the best verse on So Appalled. I think... Um, Nikki had the best verse on Monster. Then Ye killed Rick Ross on uh, on Devil in a Blue Dress. Um, Ye also got Jay on uh, College Dropout as well. Um, but that being said, those the production on both of those two albums, you can just, if, he, if Kanye had dropped that album with just production alone and nobody rapped on it, it probably would have went fucking platinum. So uh, th- that album, those two. So College Dropout, my Twisted Dark Fantasy, I think those are by far his most glamorized work, especially My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Um, I think because I mean he he had power on there, which is like you know it was an incredible track, um, and it just My Dark Twisted Fantasy just it was it was a, literally a masterpiece if you play it from the beginning. To end of it, and so is College Dropout. My favorite sample ever from Kanye West, "Through the Wire." Uh, that is the Chaka uh, Khan sample. So, I, I I love that 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 song, and um, and I think that personally, I I personally think that College Dropout might be his most album that people love the most. But I I would say per, my personal favorite is Graduation. So, that being said. To the top three. These are these top three. No, no, no order. Like I said, this is just all albums. You, I feel like a lot of the, you know you guys have slept on, listen, I haven't listened to yet. You really haven't heard it yet. But this next one, I really think that uh, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get killed for this. But I gotta go with here I stand. And the reason why I say here I stand, is because I think it's better than Confessions, and the reason why I say that is because here I stand had, before I met you on there, uh, Moving Mountains. He had a track with Beyonce uh, uh, in the club, the song with Jay. Confessions almost lost me because it was so deep and then he hit me with um, that one track, Come Follow Me Now, it had to grow on me. I didn't like that track at first. And, And I didn't like Bad Girl at first like confessions if you ask me everything on confessions fits except bad girl because the, the i mean and yeah like like yeah like and i didn't even yeah, those could have been bonus tracks because and then he left off two of the best tracks of on the album which was my boo and uh, uh i forgot the other one he came out with but i i personally think and i'm gonna get killed for this so dm me your hate here i stand is better than confessions it is and and, and and if you really want to get deep into it, Robin Thicke wrote most of the confessions any fucking ways. Uh, uh, can you handle it? That's all Robin Thicke. But I digress. That was my number three album. Usher's a legend. Uh, and until he did, you know, Raymond versus Raymond. Um, then we're going to go with the last two, 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 two albums. This one, these last two, I've kind of been uh, going back and forth on all day as I've been thinking about, you know, the the history of okay of music what influenced me what did i really like what changed me what 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 what, what did i What switch me and i remember a moment i want to bring back moments i remember i was in the car with jesse and he played clips hell half no fury and i was never really an east coast dude like that and that album hell half no fury that when i say it, we memorized that damn album from front to back And when I say that is one of the best rapped albums you're ever gonna hear, like when I say clips hopped on that shit, push a T malice, and I say they gave they played no games on that shit, it's one of my all-time, all-time, all-time favorite rap albums. You can literally if you listen to the bars, like you see, nowadays we get away from the bars because of the melody. Like you got rappers like Playboy Cardi, who's 90% bars. I mean, 90% melody, excuse me. But you get to actual bars and with the with the, uh, uh, the Neptune's production, I think that album, like I said, uh, people going to sleep on it because people don't even think that's their best work. They think Lord Willen is their best work. To me, it's Hell, Half, No Fury. So that is my number two because that really pushed me to East Coast rap. And I didn't really even like East Coast rap at that point. So that also brings me to my number one album, which would be West Side Connection Bow Down. And the reason why I say this is because I wasn't even allowed to listen to rap music for most of my fucking life because my parents wouldn't even allow it. They kind of had this whole RB. I mean, my, here's the thing, parent mom and dad, we were listening to a, a, a certain uh, aura. Uh, Kelly, if I like, if I could say his name, but, and now, and all this shit that you said I couldn't listen to then, was it that much fucking worse? Um, <laughs> sorry, I had to get that off. Um, uh, uh it, It's going to be bowed down because I wasn't even allowed to listen to rap music. And Deshaun, when I was 17, he, he played that album for me and I didn't even like, like Cube like that, or really West Coast rap. I really was a bunch, listened to a bunch of R&B and I literally played the Bow Down West Side Connection album. And like I said, Deshaun really introduced me to, I would say I give, if I had to give anybody credit for my real introduction to actual hip hop, my homie my homie Deshaun gave me that West Side Connection and, and listening to all types of shit and like Brother Lynch and all types of shit. And it kind of opened my door eyes up to a whole bunch of other shit. So that album really influenced me because it was the first album, like I said, I was able to listen to my mom cursing in it and she was like, this is the shit you like to listen to now. And then that moment she knew the change was coming. (laughs) But like I said, they were listening to shit that nowadays, like I said, mama used to two step to a drink to a a pedophile. So, all right. But at the end of the day, this is my first episode. You're going to be getting more of me. You know, uh, I got more is coming. The next, you know, we got more episodes coming with those millennials guys. Uh, you know, we're just right. You know, we just got to work on some contract issues. So, if you got any, you know, if you want to subscribe to us, you know, subscribe to us now before why the contract labor issues are going on. DM at K the Classic and say you want more rail. Give you more rail. And and, and hit the he's the he's the manager of us, and, and he did and, 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 and he muzzles me. So I I really was going to tell you what happened in Victorville the night that Jesse didn't tag me in. There's a story in San Bernardino I haven't told yet. Uh, 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 um, There's just a bunch of things that we haven't gotten to. And guess what? We're going to get into it here because it's just me and they can't muzzle me. (laughs) And that's the beauty of it. And that's the beauty of this. So in closing. Listen to those albums. Tell me which ones you like. Tell me what your favorite 10 albums were. All right. Rail Rant. We out.